This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with Sons of Sceva, Demetrius' beef with Paul, riot in Ephesus, an appeal for order, Paul in Macedonia and Greece. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will free our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, And for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
Son Jesus Christ was lifted high upon the cross that he might bear the sins of the world and draw all people to himself. Grant that we who glory in his death for our redemption may faithfully heed his call to bear the cross and follow him, who lives and reigns with you and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The epistle reading for Holy Cross Day is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs, and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews, and folly to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. This is the word of the Lord. John, the twelfth chapter. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. 
So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd stood there and heard it. They said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come to you for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> but we preach Christ crucified. Sounds familiar? Yes, this was the theme scripture passage at the recent LCMS National Convention in Milwaukee. I was there but I do not have any slightest recollection of how the Synodian Convention talked about this passage, the beloved passage. Nevertheless, this is our beloved passage. The cross alone is our theology. Crux sola est, nostra theologia. These are the words of Dr. Luther as well. Our reading compels us to think of Jesus as crucified. The gospel lesson for the Feast of Holy Cross we just heard also guides us to the same. When the Greeks 
a few Greeks through Philip, said to Jesus, We wish to see Jesus. Instead of showing his own power or wisdom, Jesus answered, The time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified, not the glory of the world, the glorification which is the cross itself. Jesus continued, When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. When you want to see Jesus, Jesus points you uh, to see him and find him on the cross. The cross is a place where Jesus draws us all. I sometimes wonder if the ecumenical community is to produce a document, the Joint Declaration on the Doctrine of Christ, instead of the Joint Declaration on the Doctrine of Justification, what it would look like. My prediction is that they won't reach a consensus among themselves regarding the doctrine of Christ if good biblical Lutherans are included in the conversation. People may talk about Jesus as a good teacher or a moral leader who instructs Christians how to live, or Jesus as the one who helps you in life's needs and troubles. While Jesus does teach us and does care for each of us, particularly in our needs, he did not come as the law giver, but our savior to bear our sin and receive God's punishment in our place. Why? Because we are lost, condemned sinners in need of the savior. Everything of doctrine and life derives from the cross. In the ancient world, the cross was not a popular symbol of power or wisdom, but of shame and offensiveness. Only the criminals and only unimaginable slaves were executed by crucifixion. Yet for us to believe Jesus the crucified alone is our comfort, peace, and joy. The Lamb of God alone grants us forgiveness. The cross is a symbol of our baptism. So today, as we celebrate the Feast of the Cross, the Holy Cross, you may ex expect the preacher to say something about the history of this feast. I won't. You can Google it and to know about it. Instead, may I speak of something that probably you may not know, not of the fourth century story, but of the 16th century, not of Jerusalem nor Germany, but of Japan. It is a story known as the 26 martyrs of Japan, that is, 26 Christians of the ages between 12 and 64 were executed by crucifixion on February the 5th in 1597 in the city of Nagasaki, the so-called a little Rome in Asia. They were Roman Catholics for the simple reason that no other traditions 
were not available and existing at that time in Japan. On the Holy Cross Day, September 14, of 1627, these 26 men came to be commemorated more officially by the Catholics. It was at the time when a long civil war in Japan finally ended, and a counter-reformation movement sent their missionaries to Japan. The Jesuits had a success. They gained more than 300,000 converts in a short period of time. When a new wave of missionaries from the order of Franciscans arrived, the warrior government started to feel that the Christianity was a national threat. A series of persecution against Christians that were as severe as those of the early church followed. In January 1597, 24 men, including young Japanese priests, four Spanish, one Portuguese, and one Mexican were arrested in the city of Kyoto for the simple reason that they were Christians. The governor of Japan then ordered to cut off their right ears, to torture them more physically, and parade them as public display through villages across Japan. Those men walked 500 miles in the coldest season of the year in order to get uh, crucified from Osaka to Nagasaki. Along the way, two additional men, the helpers of Jesuits and the Franciscans, were added to the group to make it as 26. On February the 5, all of these men were tied to the cross by ropes in arms, feet, and waists. They wore iron uh, things on the necks and the feet. And when they were finally raised up on the cross, simultaneously on the hill that looked exactly the same as the hill of Golgotha, and killed by spears in front of 4,000 observants, people lost their words. They were silent. In his journey toward martyrdom, St. Ignatius of Antioch reflected that he became a true Christian only on the way to martyrdom. We too sometimes experience similarly. We see Jesus clearly or clearer only during or after our own sufferings. Amazingly, those 26 men who were otherwise separated by age, nationality, occupation, and character were united in faith. Their hands were all tied up, but their hearts and mouths were free. The priests among them kept on preaching every day during the journey. All 26 men prayed and sang hymns and psalms, like I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord, Psalm 122. They were rejoicing in the Lord and considering the martyrdom as privilege and comfort. Along the way, one of the officials asked them, I can release you if you forsake your faith in Christ. They replied, no thanks. We can never compare the life without Christ here on earth in a short life here on earth with the life with Christ for eternity. So dear brothers and sisters in Christ, 
There is no hope for any of us apart from the cross. But where is the cross? Where do we find the cross for us? Not in our hearts, not in the obedience to the law, not even in the Church of Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem. The cross of Jesus is surely found where the means of grace are going on for you, here and now. Dr. Luther once confessed in a memorable statement here, our God, however, has his glory in this, that for our sakes, he gives himself down to the utmost depth, into flesh and bread, into our mouth, heart and bosom, and more, for our sakes, he suffers himself to be dishonorably treated, both upon the cross and on the altar. The world considers us Christians to be the people most to be pitied, to quote Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. But our Lord says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Jesus suffers himself to be dishonorably treated both upon the cross and upon the altar. So, on this Holy Cross Day, Jesus actually draws us to himself on the cross and on the altar. He bids you come and receive his gifts, both through your ears and through your mouth. Blessed Holy Cross Day for you. Amen. As Christ's royal priesthood, let us lift up our voices to the God of all grace, praying on behalf of the church and for all people everywhere. For the faithful preaching of the cross of Christ, 
that the benefits of his saving death may bring comfort to the saints and flow forth in works of love toward the neighbor, let us pray to the Lord. For those within the fellowship of the church who experience scorn, ridicule, and persecution because they dwell in Christ, that they may not grow weary but find comfort in the communion of the saints, let us pray to the Lord. For the leaders of our synod, especially Matthew, our president, our district presidents, and all pastors in Christ, that they may faithfully teach us the Lord's will urge us to the house of God and encourage us to invite all to the feast of Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For all nations and their leaders, that they may follow the perfect and holy will of God by serving the common good and following the paths that lead to peace and justice. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For those who lack a good spirit, a right mind, a strong body, or peace of heart, that they may be sustained by God's word in the midst of their longing, and by partaking of Christ, may be renewed in body, mind, and spirit. Let us pray to the Lord. For the saints who trusted the Lord in this life and now rest in his nearer presence, let us give thanks to the Lord that we too may eat the heavenly manna and follow in the eternal way of wisdom and understanding, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Merciful Father, in holy baptism, you have called us and given us the words of eternal life. With ears and mouths opened by your word, grant that we may uh, we, we not receive your gifts in vain, but give thanks to you for all things, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
with us, give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God through Jesus Christ our Lord, who accomplished the salvation of mankind by the tree of the cross, that where death arose, their life also might rise again, and that the serpent who overcame by the tree of garden might likewise by the tree of the cross be overcome. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we lord and magnify your glorious name evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gather in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayer, deliver and preserve us, to you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our, Our Father, Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is 
the new, uh, cup, this cup of the, is a new testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with always.
the body and blood of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament, and we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.